Tuesday, January 15th on The CW from the executive producer of The Vampire Diaries and The Originals comes the incredible story about making contact. Get ready for the highly anticipated arrival of the new series Roswell, New Mexico, when Liz Ortega returns to her sleepy, legendary hometown of Roswell, where she's reunited with high school crush Max Evans, small-town cop with an extraordinary secret. Drawn together as if by some unforeseen force of attraction, Max reveals to Liz that he's an alien who fell to Earth during the infamous UFO crash of 1947. From another world, he and his brother and sister have lived their entire lives in secret, never telling a soul the truth about what they are or the mind-blowing powers they each possess. When Max's family finally finds out that he has broken their vow of secrecy, events are set in motion that will rock the entire town of Roswell to its core. Don't miss the unbelievable new series, Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesday, January 15th, only on The CW. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Ghosts of the Civil War. I've always wanted to talk about this situation. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, we're talking about, you know, the most deadly war in American history with, you know, at low number, 620,000 dead. But now we have new uh, research coming out that suggests that maybe even up to 850,000 people died in this war. Oh, my God. That's more than every other war combined. I mean, we lost, sadly, 50,000-plus men and women uh, soldiers in Vietnam. That's a horrible tragedy. But can you imagine 800,000? It's crazy. I mean, even World War II, you're, you know, we had 405,000 or so. And, you know, if, if it is 850,000, that's, that's more than twice as much. It's crazy. Jeez. No wonder the place is haunted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So when you put together the book, tell me the angle that you took. Well, I really wanted to, you know, a lot of the people who go out and ghost hunt and even the Civil War buffs, you know, they really know a lot about the major, major places like, you know, like you mentioned Gettysburg. I really wanted to have a place where you could go and see even like the smaller things, like, you know, where you had these little small clashes all over the South, especially, and and, and, and in the East. And then you had you know, more places that, uh, with hauntings, you know, family homes, you know, you had a lot of loved ones who went away to serve and they left behind families. And sometimes they didn't come back and that, you know, that left to, you know, grief and everything in those houses. So you have so many homes that are associated with, you know, people who are officers in the civil war and families who are left behind and that kind of thing. And then you even have homes you know, they were absconded, you know, to become like makeshift the old hospitals and things like that. So I really wanted to kind of touch on all these different layers, you know, your big battlefields, your small clashes, all the way down to individual homes. Yeah, you looked at about 160 locations, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. It, it's it's crazy. I, I, I legitimately think that every single place that's involved in the Civil War has a ghost story. So, it, yeah, hundreds, hundreds of places. <laughs> Did you feel the apparitions when you were out there you know you you know you feel when you go to some of these battlefields you really do feel the weight of everything that happened there uh you know you, you besides the weight of history just walking you know in a place like devil's den and gettysburg or you know across the cherry orchards at shiloh when you look around and you think you know there were thousands of people lying dead here it's it's hard to even fathom, even when you're standing there. But absolutely, I think you feel the weight of it all. 
Let's talk about uh, the cases that you came across, and how did you find them, Rich? Well, thankfully, you know, us ghost hunters, we have quite a uh, lengthy network out there. So, you know, we have great ghost hunting groups all over the country. So I used them. You know, I reached out to a lot of different groups and said, you know, to, you know, you live in Virginia. Tell me about some of your local haunts there. And I'd get firsthand accounts from people. And then I kind of went around and looked at some of the work other people did. Uh, a lot of these Civil War parks and things are really open with discussing the paranormal things that happen there now. And even some uh, even go so far as to offer ghost tours. So I, I reached out directly to as many different places as I could now. Where it got kind of tough was getting down to, like, you know, some of these smaller cemeteries and things like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I, I just got out there and beat the bushes and, you know, talked to people. Any uh, particular story that you can uh, relay to us? Oh, my gosh, not so many. <laughs> i tell you one of my favorites. I mean, I love the, you know, the Battle of Chickamauga was the second deadliest battle of the war. And they have this ongoing tale to this day that there was a, this sort of primordial creature, uh, they call him Green Eyes, and he would wander the battlefields. There were so many dead people that they literally believed that it just brought forth this horrible, like, demonic thing that was out there to feast on the dead. And to this day, you have people you know, they go to Chickamauga and they catch glimpses of something with green eyes looking from the woods. They hear the sounds of like panting of a beast, things that touch them. And so there's a little bit of debate about whether or not it's an actual creature or more like a ghost or an evil spirit. But, you know, that to me is one of the, one of the great tales. What would this creature do? Just wander around the uh, battle sites? Well, I think it's I think it's one of these sort of variations on the theme of a revenant that's you know something that's sort of drawn by the dead, and because I guess just so much you know death happened at this particular battle that uh, this creature's still sticking around the area. Um, Chickamauga had over thirty four thousand casualties, so I mean that's a lot of dead to be piled in one little small Georgia oh, sure you know, Civil War park. Other than the green eyes. Has anybody described what this thing might look like? Yeah, that's where kind of where the interesting stories come in, because you, you, you have, you know, people who just see the eyes kind of believe it's more like a spirit, and they're just seeing the eyes of the spirit sort of roaming the ground. But there have been people who claim more that it's more something along the line of a cryptid, Bigfoot uh, type of a creature. Uh, the only thing I'd say to that is obviously it'd be a pretty long-lived uh, creature, to be sticking around, you know, since 1862. Um, but, yeah, there's absolutely been people who said that they've seen sort of what looked like a hairy, um, back on walking on two legs, a type of a Bigfoot style of a creature. What's going on in the world of paranormal investigations these days, Rich? Do you go there, for example, with a team, or you do this by yourself? Uh, I usually do it by myself. Um, I do have a couple guys that, that go with me on occasion. Um, I've been touring a lot, actually, with uh, Fuji TV. I'm shooting a show for for Japanese television, so I've actually been getting some interesting perspective working with these guys and seeing, you know, what American haunts kind of look like, you know, through Eastern eyes. And it's really been pretty interesting. Um, uh, You know, the the Japanese take the supernatural very seriously. They sure do. And, oh, my gosh. And, you know, when we're somewhere and we're shooting – and then, you know, when stuff starts happening, 
you just see, you know, their eyes get big, you know, and they kind of look around the room and everything just kind of gets, you know, a little more exciting. And, you know, this, this cool little balance that the Japanese have between the supernatural and also kind of the relationship they still have with their family after they're dead and the respect for those that passed away is, a, is really cool. Do you think because of what they went through in World War II, the two uh, nuclear bombs that hit them in Hiroshima and Nagasaki may have gotten them to be as serious as they are about the paranormal? I think that's I think that's definitely a huge impact, you know, for today's Japanese people. Um, there are so, there are a lot of ghost stories still associated with those areas, um, and because of the um, a lot of the older generations, especially in that period, you know, had a religion called Shinto where they erect shrines where they can actually still speak to the you know deceased loved ones and relatives and seek guidance from them. And man, you know, when those bombs took out as many people as they did and put as much damage as it did, and even just the families that were just hurt by being, you know, relocated to get away from that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're still feeling that, you know, with the youngest generations today, um, especially those who, who practice Shinto and still, you know, sort of follow those beliefs. What is it about some folks who just like to be scared and haunted? You know, they, they go on ghost hunts, they, you know, go to ghost hotels. Why do they like to be scared so much? Oh, well, well I'm going to have to profess that I'm, that I'm one of these guys. So. Yep. Oh, I knew you were. <laughs> it's in your blood. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's the same thing, the reason that we like horror movies, and the same reason that, you know, it's a lot of people, I think, they feel the most alive when they're sort of experiencing, you know, that little taste of death. You know, whether it's, you know, through ghosts or through fiction or through horror stories, you know, there's that thrill of, you know, I'm alive, they're dead. Um, but also I think it's, you know, you know, that thrill, too, of wanting to believe in something in the afterlife and getting, you know, when you start having real experiences, it bolsters, you know, your opinion that there's something when we die, that we have a ghost, that we have a spirit, we're moving on. And that can really be, you know, invigorating for a lot of people. Do you have any doubts about the other side? None now. I can definitely say, you know, I was, you know, when I wrote the first book on ghosts and things, I was kind of a fence setter. And, you know, you know, I always thought, you know, if I have some experiences, you know, I'll look at them objectively and that sort of thing. After the books that I've written and the places I've been, I've had so many experiences. I've been touched by ghosts. I've heard ghosts. I've been in a room talking to a group, and a woman just start laughing in the middle of us. We've had, I've, I mean, I've seen things, felt things, you know, all these things. So, no, I have no doubt. But at the same time, I also understand when someone tells me that they're a skeptic and, you know, they, they, they want to wait and see for themselves kind of a situation. And I always tell them, you know, skeptic, you're just one experience away, you know, from being just like me. <laughs> There seems to be a trend toward the paranormal. Do you feel that? Yeah, you know, I'm actually kind of liking, you know, where the paranormal sort of scene is going right now because, you know, about five, six years ago, we had so many these ghost shows on TV. We had so many sort of popularization of ghosts and ghost hunting that it was sort of being shoved into kind of this trivial realm where it was becoming just a pop culture sort of a 
in a situation. And I think that's mostly died. I think right now, you know, we've been left with the ones who sort of survived all that, and they're the ones who are more serious about approaching the subject and looking more at scientific method and things we can do to actually, uh, you know, help people understand, you know, how the human soul works and why maybe some of these people are sticking around. How does the media handle this, Rich? How do they handle you? You, you know, I think it's gotten better. I, you know, like I say, I think I think it was really sort of popularized, and these producers would love to get their hands on some young ghost hunters and sort of have them, you know, make things scarier than they were, and you know, and they want to look like, you know, like they're yeah. these tough dudes in their black t-shirts posing, and and I and I think now we've gotten to a good place where we can really sit back and kind of look at the history of places and. How that is, how that's associated with the ghosts and the stories, and take a more serious approach. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.